Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The closet, that scene in the closet that was so famous. And again, and and I think I wrote about it, I kind of understood Yes. I, I know that there was like, you chose violence or someone chose yeah. violence. I kind of understood you being pissed off that someone was in your closet and what mm-hmm. else is going on, which is always mm-hmm. the thing about reality TV. Mm-hmm. You come into a scene, you haven't slept, you're upset, something mm-hmm. else happened. All mm-hmm. they're doing is crystallizing this scene as if, oh, you're at a lunch. Mm-hmm. Why would you act that way at a lunch? But mm-hmm. a lot of other things are going on. Yes. So that scene was very like pivotal on the show. It was mm-hmm. like a big thing. Um I don't know why it was such a big thing. This is what I, let me tell you about that day. So the day before my husband was admitted to the hospital with cancer, I said to the producers, I don't think I should, you know, shoot this scene. We were doing what we call a bi-wig party, meaning everybody must take out of their wigs and their extensions and come with your own natural hair. So that was the party I was throwing. Oh, I remember. Yep. And um, my husband just got admitted to the hospital. We were really down about Greg going to the hospital. He had cancer. They just told us that he has cancer. He'd been going back and forth. Yeah, he had been going back and forth and we didn't know what he had, right? So they admitted him. I told production, I don't think I should have this party. Well, they were gone home to having the party because it was an all cast scene and they'd already planned for all the girls to be at my house for this particular scene, right? And so I was like, I don't think this is a good thing. They said, do it. I called Greg. I wanted to know how he felt. I want to have, can I go ahead and do this thing? Cause they, they're really pushing me to do it. He said, fine, do it. I said, you know, we all have a uh, producer that's assigned to us. Right. And I say to my producer, listen, you guys can film. I just don't want anybody to go into my closet. Right. They promised me no one would go into my closet. And I'm telling you, they, because you said it, cause you said, don't touch like to a little kid. Don't touch that cookie. They told those girls to do it. And they were telling them to do it at a time when they also knew that I was at my lowest at that point. They knew that Greg was in the hospital with cancer. And they knew that, honestly, we probably shouldn't have done that. 
all cast scene at my house. Mm-hmm. My husband is in the hospital with freaking cancer dying. Like, why are we still doing this scene? Who doesn't care about how I'm feeling right now? The craziest thing is after that whole scene happened, I get a call. Do you think you want to take a couple of days off? No, nah, bitch, I should have took a couple of days off before the scene. Not now I got to clean scene. up a mess I just yeah. made. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad as it looked. I think they tried to make it look bad, but it wasn't that bad. So the guy who had the camera is a big-ass guy, right? And I grabbed his T-shirt. But the way they put it out to the world was made it look as if I did something to him. Like if I beat him or hit him. I never hit anybody ever since I've been on the show as a housewife from day one to this day. I never hit anyone. It was all of these reports about she hit the camera guy and then there were reports about she fought Kim. Okay. Where? Roll the footage, please. They don't have it. It was in that van that they were saying it, right? It was like you guys were going, you were in some van going somewhere. I remember, but I, I, I can't. Yeah, The only physical thing I can ever remember was the, wi- the weave pull on the street. And that wasn't me. No, I know. I always got in trouble for that. It was Sheree and Kim, but people always said it was me. Really? People would always say, you pulled Kim's wig. You did. I said, I never had a physical altercation on the show. Now, the other thing is, I felt like it was so blown out of proportion with the camera guy when there were so many. This is where I think that we get different treatment and we get... there's just a difference in how we're treated because there's so many girls that are doing things. You had Teresa flipping a table. You had Teresa pushing Andy down. You had girls busting glasses. You got people doing all kinds of stuff. But me grabbing the camera guy shirt. Interesting. I didn't think it They act as if it was so freaking major. Do you know this guy never said one thing to camera guy? To this I, day. To this day. Like he had he wasn't that big of a deal to him. No. And he would have sued, by the way. Yes, if it was he big... didn't even care. He was over there laughing. He didn't care about it. Everybody was talking about it like I had really done something. And I was like, this is crazy. They elevate, I personally think, when the brown girls do something, it is much more elevated than when you nice vanilla looking girls are doing something, you know? Right. I don't feel like it's the same. They're those, to me, those girls are over there pulling each other's wigs off, bursting glasses, pushing each other. Like we don't push each other. I certainly you're don't saying want to it's heightened, and, and, and it is. So when you read all of that, which you've mm-hmm. read a million things, but when you're reading all that, how do you receive it? How are you in dealing with the bad press? And like when you're going, um, do you take? I feel like you take the bait. I feel like you comment a lot, and I feel I like you talk. A lot of times, I hear you like talking about like some other mm-hmm. girl that was on the show with you, and I'm like, why is she talking about that person? Just giving that person air. Why even bother like responding to every? Um, like you're trying to kill every bug in Manhattan. Sometimes I think in the beginning, you kind of respond because you don't know what else to do and then as time goes on and seasons roll by your skin gets thicker and thicker right and you learn to girl i'm not responding to that i'm only helping you i wish i would respond to that or i might respond to this i think you get more strategic on when to respond and when not to respond and besides my skin is very thick so, you know. No, but like if you're you were on Carlos King and I forgot yeah. who it was, but he's asking you about specific people and you're talking about those specific people and you know they're going to come back and you're going to live three more weeks of press when they say the thing back to you. And you just um, sometimes I think you like it or sometimes you're just like, fuck no, no, it, no. I'm going to slap somebody. Uh, that's again, that's me keeping it 100. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That was keeping so, it 100. Yeah, that's yeah. how you, he so asked I'm a question, you're at, answering yeah, it. I'm just answering That's it. what I think too. Yeah, um, I get it. I get it. But I don't think that people want to see NeNe Leaks in an interview not being 
Nene, yeah. Being no, but you 100. can answer it without you know, fully going all the yeah. way in, and you yeah, go, yeah. you go. Yeah, like I you're like, I think so, she's boring. Like you'll yeah. say that. Well, back then, now I don't. Got it. Now I think I say she's lukewarm <laughs> <laughs> or something else instead of like Do you keep she's it, boring, right? Yeah, because um, it's 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 crazy. I feel like they hear me, and and sometimes I don't know they hear me. They hear me. Wait, what do you when, mean? When, whenever I say something, I feel like I'm I'm so heard. But in it, certain situations, yeah. Like if I if I'm talking about the girls, then I'm so heard. Like No, I don't understand what you're saying. Like if I said Like you you want to send the message to them. You're saying No, no, no. If I say somebody is boring, I yeah. feel like everybody here that I just said that. Of course. But but that's what the but point I of the interview is. say certain things that are more important and they don't hear it. Of course, because that's what they're looking for. It's like you're looking yeah, for you're but, looking for a horoscope that applies to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when you say, and I get it because you say something and you're giving it oxygen and then they're going to say it back and then you're back on the housewives without being paid to be back on the housewives. So I think about that with you. But I also recognize once in a while you want to slap somebody. Like I, I, you know, once in a while you want to, you know. I am, I'm really okay with all the girls. You, so you have a good relationship with the girls? Um, I wouldn't say good relationship. I don't have any. It's clean. Yeah, I don't have any beef. Isn't it funny? No, no. you watch, I watch. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they still have beef with me. It's weird. Yes, but I think that with Housewives, mm-hmm. it's like a silent tennis match. You watch mm-hmm. them hit a ball through the press and say something bad about you. Mm-hmm. But the next time, if you say something nice about them, you watch them hit back a softer ball. Like yeah. you watch the ball moving around cross franchises. I see a housewife from yeah. Orange County saying something about me. Someone like yeah. you watch everybody yeah. subtly fucking each other in the whole yeah. franchise. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's a constant fucking. It's it, it's the most competitive space you can imagine. It is. I mean, is there it's any city place, that's yeah. not completely cutthroat and completely competitive and completely no. jealous? Any no. of them? No. Right. Like I, It's designed that way, though. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, with the money, yeah. the glam, who gets yeah. invited on the trips, who's in the center holding the piece of yeah. fruit, yes. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's no... Let's just not... Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. It's a very, mm-hmm. very... It's It's the Hunger Games. Yeah. So it's very every designed. it's very designed, <laughs> and every woman is in there yeah. to end, and they're fighting for one person. They can pretend yeah. they're fighting for other people, but they're fighting for one. Yeah. Everybody gives Kyle the queen title. They, they're doing that because they're kissing the ring, and they don't yeah. want to be hated. And the next season, it flips upside down. That's and true. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing. That's true. That's that that is very Atlanta. <laughs> That's you know right. It's just yes. like give and take, and she's my best friend, yeah. and then I hate her. I mean, it's just what mm-hmm. that is, and that's not mm-hmm. that's not. Real. Mm-hmm. In real life, you can have good relationships yeah. with women in real life. And, um, okay, so now there's all this. So first of all, you're acting, you're on Glee, you're like a real actress, and this is happening mm-hmm. off-season when you're off the Housewives? Like, you're still doing Housewives, uh, but you're also yeah. a real so actress? I was on Glee, New Normal, Broadway, Cinderella, uh, Chicago. Um, like, you have a real career, on. a real acting career. I had a residency in Vegas, Zumanity, yeah. And... Were you making good money acting? Like you felt like it was a real career? Yeah. I felt like it was okay money. I don't feel like it was. But was it, in your mind, were you like planning to sort of exit Housewives and be an actress? Like you were, that was going to be your full career? Like you I was hoping in. that's what I was going to do, but uh, it didn't work out like that. But you were on a path to that, right? I thought I was. 
Okay. Didn't you get your own show? Someone working with you said you had your no. own show. Weren't you given a show? Or you, uh, you were on a series? I, I was only, I had my own show as far as my wedding, like you, you know, wedding spirit. No, but you were on Glee and were you not on another series? Oh, was um, that New New Normal? Oh, New Normal was like a real good part also. Yeah. Okay. That's what mm. I remember. You were on yeah. New Normal. Mm. Okay. And you leave the Housewives, but you were first a friend. So how it was told to me was a that- friend of what? Like a friend of the show. You were going to be on no. seven to ten appear. I was told. I was always a housewife. Okay. I was told the reason you left was because you were negotiating. They were only going to give you a certain number, but it was for a big number of money, like what I was getting paid when I came back, like a big per episode, and you didn't want that, so you walked. You mean what? in the end? Towards the end. That's what I was told. Something to that effect. Does that make in any the sense? End. Yeah, in the end, when you were leaving. Um, that I was going to be given a big sum of money? No. The, okay. it, in the end, when you were leaving... They were willing to, you were, you were battling about money and then they agreed that they would give you a certain like finite number of episodes. I forget if it was seven yeah, to 10, six. a finite number, but for a good paycheck each one. So it was still going to be a lot of money. And you said, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Um, no, I was given less and less and less episodes every season. Um, and when I decided to leave, I think it was down to six episodes. You were given six guaranteed episodes. Yes. And you decided to leave. And mm-hmm. why do you think you were given less episodes? And what was your thought in deciding to leave? Like, what was that whole chapter about? Because I, I was just watching it from the outside. My thoughts in leaving were, okay, it felt like I was being phased out. I didn't understand why I was given less and less episodes. And I was asking, why am I given less and less and less every season? And everyone else is getting more. And I was constantly being told by the executives in the offices that I was unhappy. And I don't know how you tell a person they're unhappy. Like you were reading unhappy on the show, I guess they were saying. Um, I guess. I don't think, I think. I was think, the audience turning on you? Um, I don't feel like the audience was. I feel like the audience have always loved to hate me. I think they've always had a and love. And love to love you. Yeah. And love both, to love you. A love yeah. and a hate relationship with me. Both. Both. We love her. We hate her. We love her. We hate her. We love her. You know, kind of like that. So you felt like you were getting demoted and iced out of something that you started? Uh, of course. And uh, again, I go back to why? And I'm an original, the only original housewife on the show and all the other original housewives on their shows, all white women, and they're all given full episodes. And I'm the only black original on my show. And I was given less. I'm given six. They're all given 18. Why? And the only answer you can give me is you to tell me that I am unhappy. How do you know I'm unhappy? Are you inside of my body? Well, how can you negotiate with them when they're demoting you and you were trying to get a certain amount of money, but they have all the leverage? Like, what was that whole experience like? Like, how, what, what do you, what's going on? Um, the experience of when I got the call to say... What season was that? Um, like three seasons ago. Like 13 or something somewhere. Yeah, I forget like what it 13, was. I think. I don't remember. 12. Okay, okay. So 12. whatever. I feel like... Um, this was a very important time in black lives. It was Black Lives Matter movement. I'm an original housewife. I should be there. This is an important time. And I was basically told, flat out told, we need you to sit out this season, is what I was told. 
But that's like what they did with Dorinda with a pause. She was drinking a lot the season before. She seemed, mm-hmm. I guess, very angry and she was unhinged. Mm-hmm. And so they like give her a pause. There are these arbitrary decisions that are like, you're now a friend, you're off, then you come back mm-hmm. in. Like it's very, you know, it's the realm, the head of the realm, Oz, and I guess Oz is Andy mm-hmm. and Bravo, mm-hmm. are moving all the pieces around in the franchise and deciding that Ramon is now a friend. Luann's a friend, but you get to come back in. Phaedra, you did something terrible and said that you that Candy was. Well, what drugged, did I do terrible? I need to see what that was. Phaedra, but, no me. Oh no no no! I'm saying, but that's yeah. how I'm seeing that. Like they're moving all these pieces on the chessboard. Yeah, yeah. So right sure. now you're a chess piece and you're being moved out. It's your turn mm-hmm. to sit out this this round. Mm-hmm. So, so you said no. I'm not coming back at all. I'm done. I'm out. The final decision came. I, I, I said I was going to take the six episodes is what I said. You did. In the end, I said, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Right. Was that because of finances? Was that be, what was that reason? Uh, not for finances. I don't think at, the, at that time. No, it was because I my team was saying do it. My husband was saying, you know, you know, you're great. When you get on the show, your six episode will probably turn into 10 or 15 because, you know, you're great. You're going to be great. You're going to be fine. But that must, and, feel, um, that must feel very sad for you. Like started it and you're like yes. Nene leaks and you're very popular and everyone and loves you. And now you're being demoted and like you're in the I corner. I think I didn't understand why it was happening. And in the end... The reason I made the decision that I don't, I'm not going to be able to take these six episodes. It was during the Black Lives Matter movement. I got on the phone with the executives and they wanted me to come for candy is what they said. They wanted me to, we want you to get candy. And what does that mean? Get her. I mean, but what was their reasoning and what did they have um, on her? I don't know. She's it was, the idolized. I think we had, um, maybe some issues, maybe the season prior to, and they wanted me to make sure that I confront her and I address her and all that stuff. And I said, no, I really don't want to do that. This is Black Lives Matter, and I don't want to do that. And uh, I didn't do it. I felt like it was Black Lives Matter. I should have been there. They were trying to push me out of time that was very important in the black culture. And also they wanted me to appear, if I appeared that season, they needed me to argue with Candy. And that was not something I wanted to do. So you made the decision to leave the show. And how long after that did you, I don't know the story. I guess you sued them, you sent them papers. What happened Mm -hmm. after that? What were you doing? Were you still acting? Like what was that moment? You're off the show. What are you doing now? I... There was a lot going on. After it was during that. the pandemic, right? During the pandemic. Okay. There was a lot going on. Uh, I was trying to have conversations like with the executives or I wanted to talk through like, why was this happening? Why did all these things happen to me? There were a lot of things happening that you just don't know about. But um, like racism you're talking about? Because you there was a lot of things happening to me. Um, unfair treatment. To- well, no, I just mean that it was a lot of unfair treatment happening to me at that time, or during your it whole history that you were reflecting during on. a period of years. Things were happening. Um, for instance, okay, let me give you an example. Uh, we are a cast of black women, and we have a white woman on our show. She doesn't travel; we travel. She doesn't shoot; we shoot. 
Uh, so there was a lot of different treatment happening on the show. And I was more of the outspoken one, the one that was in the front. Like me and the girls would talk about it. And then we would say, you know, it's unfair that Kim doesn't have to take any cash trips. Like none of us want to take cash trips, right? And because, She wasn't taking cash trips? No. Uh, the only trip Kim took that I can remember is to Miami. I, our cast went to Miami, and she went on that trip. In fact, when Kim walks off of the show, we're all sitting there talking to her about why didn't you, you gave us these dates to go on these cast trips. You said you would be available, and you're not available. Kim did not go on cast trips, only the so black girls. I felt that over the years that I was treated differently than someone white. That's right. Right. Okay. And what did they say to that? Like, what was the response? Um, and I don't know their response because um, I've worked with this company for a very long time. I had issues. You would think that someone there would have said, let's pick up the phone and talk to her and see what's happening. They never picked up the phone. Oh, let's discuss no the matter. No one ever wanted to speak to me. Um, to this day, you haven't spoken to, to anyone day. about, you haven't spoken to any, you haven't spoken to Andy or anyone no. about. So when's the last time you spoke to Andy or someone from Bravo? This feels like this was a lot. This was in the last three years. You're saying this whole thing. Yeah. Cause it the feels like an explosion. To Andy probably was three years. So three years ago, you leave the show you file an action that's still going on. It's a case or what, what mm -hmm. is it called? It's what a is complaint. It? You have a complaint and it's still going on. And I, I've heard that it's back and forth and it felt, it feels like it was abrupt. Like you leave and then when does this all come? And then they would say, or someone would say, why didn't you file it earlier? Like, mm -hmm. are you a disgruntled employee? That no. type of thing. So No, I'm not a disgruntled employee because I was bringing my complaints all, all the time. Ah, so it wasn't like oh. I just decided, oh, I'm leaving and now I'm going to complain about all these things. Uh, I was, which is why I believe I was given less and less episodes because I okay. made complaints a lot okay. over the years. If there was something that did not look right or sound right to me, I would bring it up. Right. And so um, let's just get this clear. So you're, mm -hmm. cause I want this. So you, because it was backwards. So basically for years, you're complaining about things that just on the day-to-day -day don't seem correct. Right. And then you start to get demoted. Yes. And you feel like it's personal and you feel like it's related. It's personal. Yeah. That's different. Okay. So mm -hmm. that that's what you're... Okay. So I feel like I was on the front line. And when I say I was on the front line... But you also always kept it 100. You I were the was, one opening I, your mouth. I was like... Right. I am like... I felt like the leader for the girls. So they would all get together. For years, we were all on the same text message. We had a housewife, Georgia Peach mm -hmm. text message. Without Everybody, Kim? Uh, Black girls. Without Kim. Okay. And uh, everybody would come in in the thing and I felt like okay if this is an issue I'll be the one to call and tell them and I would always be the one to call and tell them and thinking me I'm just thinking the girls are going to support me when I make these complaints for them but there were times when they didn't support me but you guys know you made the complaints I mean like I had your text messages have they validated any of your feelings your experience or any of this or have they just in text messages yeah. they have mm -hmm. they have mm -hmm. um so I remember, I think you were there. I think mm -hmm. that the Housewives franchise went from the old guard to the new guard and changed. For me, it was the Andy Cohen baby shower. 
and it's going to sound in- crazy, but mm-hmm. I was invited by Kyle. I know Kyle hosted it. Maybe with, was it you and two other girls did it with her? Yeah, me and Kyle and one uh, other girl. I it forgot. may have been Vicky. I'm not sure. Something like okay, so we all pay like five grand or something. So to make yes, sure that he has a good baby shower. Exactly. So Kyle invites me, and mm-hmm. which is very nice. And I'm in LA, and I'm doing an appearance, but I could have made it, and I didn't want to go because my feeling was that it was going to be like a dog and pony show, everybody trying to kiss the ring and trying to like, you know, Andy's the Don, Andy's the Charlie Mm. and all the angels are going to come in. And what I really did hear from the feedback and what I saw from the media, that it was like the old girl, the older girls, the originals were like there and sort of part of it, but they were a little older. They were like seniors and the new girl, all you know, they were like seniors. That, yeah, seniors that and and the new girls were all sort of like in the background, wanting to be at the cool table, the cafeteria table. And Beverly Hills was now it wasn't mm-hmm. the peach and it wasn't the apple. Beverly Hills was now like the shining diamond, and they were like up on the table, getting all yeah. the attention, get up and dance, and like he was, the, they were the favorites then. And it just felt like everybody was trying to get the most press, the most attention, the most be Andy's favorite. And it kind of represented the whole experience for me, which is like, you're the most popular if you get asked on Watch What Happens Live, or you sit in this seat, or you sit next to Andy, or you sit there. And it feels like the whole chessboard has always been sort of played and operated to make us all think that Mm -hmm. about each other and wonder. It's like that one event represented the whole thing because no one needs a baby shower to be people wasted mm, for five yeah. days hung over dancing on table like but do you see where I'm coming from at all I like, do understand what you're saying like some girls um, feel yeah like they're the losers at yeah. the loser table yeah. I mean and yeah. they, they want to yeah. get his attention and hopefully he'll notice them I mean sure. that, that's what it's like yeah very much so you know what I mean very much so so um were you f- close with Andy do you consider him to be a good friend of yours no you say that now or you always knew that? Um, my good friends, I go to their house or I visit their home at some point. So I, I never visited his home. So I would have to say, no, I don't feel like we were good friends. I feel like we were... Colleagues? Probably a little bit more than that because I could call him on his cell. I have gone out with him out on the town and I've gone drinking with him and... I've partied with him. And so, um, yeah, a little bit more than colleagues. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. But the whole way you kind of knew where it stood, you feel like from the beginning. because No, sounds I did like not. It, right. I did okay. not know where it stood. Um... I did not know where it stood. Where did you think it stood and where do you think it stands um, now? I thought we had a good relationship. Um, I thought we had a good relationship. And why don't you think, like, he? do you feel like he has the power and he's in control of the things that you were bringing to Bravo or he's just a pawn in the whole machine? Like, what part does he play? Or you can't play stupid and smart. You can't be the, the boss and then play dumb. Like, w- where do you think he fits in the whole thing? Um, he fits in at the top. He fits in at the top. And he is, like you said, maybe like, I don't know. He's at the top. And he is moving everybody around on the board. It's almost like a... A real game. It's like a real game. Yeah. That, yeah. And and because there are always questions, who texts you the most? Who do you text the most? And there, and the thing is, we're all in the game because um, I remember one year I was off the Housewives and then I went to his house for his Christmas party. And it was mm-hmm. like all these famous people there and I felt special. And then, you know, you're, I'm sitting next to him mm-hmm. at this reunion and now I feel special. And it reminds me of like probably you with your parents as your real parents as a kid mm-hmm. and me with mine like mm-hmm. wanting you want we all want his approval we all want to be the favorite we want mm-hmm. his approval we want mm-hmm. to be able to say oh well, I you even have said something I've been on that show the most about watch what happens live it's like a yeah. calling card and so his but shout- I understand why I was on there the most now I mean at that time I I didn't totally get it a hundred percent but well what do you mean are you rated why do you think you were on the most um, to help the show because you were rating. Yeah, yes. you're, you're rating. But why else would you? But yeah, but that. But you're saying it wasn't because you were friends. It's because you're, you're a piece on the board and you're a valuable piece. Very valuable. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so mm-hmm. I think there was, there's a psychology that goes on with this group and this show. And he's an exec. He, he used to be an executive and he's a producer, which is like a power position. But then you're this sort of talent. He's not and an this, executive anymore. He's not an executive for you. He used to be an executive at Bravo, a development mm-hmm. executive, and then like a VP. And then because he was on the show as with his own show, he became talent, but still is an executive producer mm-hmm. of different shows. But that's mm-hmm. still in like a supervising 
position. And so it's mm-hmm. tricky because he's not quote unquote technically producing Vanderpump rules. So he can't be held accountable to the standard of producing that reunion, but he's the person who's the talent saying all these things to Raquel, right. but like under the shield of like, it's the show. Like he's almost like a puppet, like just reading these words when he's mm-hmm. a human being, he knows what mm-hmm. he's saying. Mm-hmm. But then over here, he's a producer that gets to choose who's on and who's mm-hmm. off. And it gets mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. you can't play stupid and smart. Like you're yeah. in a power position and you have a lot of power there because you report directly to Francis who makes all the decisions. So mm-hmm. you can't write, you know, and I, you know, people will wonder why people like you and I would fuck this thing up, would 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 bite the hand that feeds us, would mess up the apple and peach cart. Like, even me yeah. more than you, I wasn't getting demoted. I could have gone back any time for millions of dollars. And I, you know, mess, and I fucking fucked up the whole cart when I was, I mean, you thought I was the favorite. I thought you were the favorite. We talked, let's talk about that. We talked about this. I thought, you, you said that you thought I was his favorite. Yes. I did think that you were his favorite at some point. I don't know when that point actually became. I thought you were his favorite, but at times it didn't feel like it. Sorry, but then it looked like it, but then sometimes it didn't feel like it. You meaning the public is thinking that I'm his favorite, but the way he's speaking privately is not. Likewise, that's what I'm saying, likewise. And I, I know... I've known and I've known how he feels about different people at different times. And I just, I don't know. Again, Mm -hmm. it's back to the reality reckoning, which we're now going to get into for me. And of course I bit the hand that fed me. And now it's so convenient that I'm talking about this and all that, but I, I left, I left twice. There's no, there's no confusion. All the receipts. I left twice at top dollar Mm -hmm. and I didn't, bring this whole thing up because I wanted to do a show. I walked away from my show and Mm -hmm. you can, I have the receipts for that too. I walked away from the show that I was going to do because I didn't want to get into business with that production company. And I didn't want to go Mm -hmm. into this sphere and I didn't want it to be like housewives. And there was no big plan for the reality reckoning. I was just thinking about the reunion and, and the strike. And I thought, what the hell? And one day I woke up and said to myself, I go to Australia and no one told me that there's my entire body, just me on the back of a bus and I'm excited by that, but I shouldn't be excited by that because they're promoting a show on Hey You Australia that's got episodes of me from 15 years ago that I made $7,250 for a whole season. So in real time, I just mm-hmm. said something and it exploded and it, and it got a lot of pickup. And then I started to think about all of it. And the truth is, I never burned the house down because I thought maybe I'd go back into the house. Like, I, I, And I don't mean burn the house down by a reckoning because I didn't even yeah. think of it. I mean... I think this whole time I thought that Andy and I were kind of really friends because we text back and forth, but yeah. we don't really, I don't, I've been to his house once for a Christmas party 10 years ago. We're not really, every time we're together, we're only talking about the housewives. Am I coming on? Am I going off? Is that person mm-hmm. getting fired? Is that person coming on? Like yes. we're not really, you know what your real yeah. friends are like. So now I'm in this hybrid world where I think we kind of really don't like each other, but mm-hmm. we're both playing this game. And yet when things are happening for me, he's not really congratulating me. And like, I feel like he has some sort of resentment, you know, because I'm supposed to be beneath him because we both came up at the same time. He was just, he was barely a host and he was working at Bravo and we came up at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, I don't think he likes me at all. I think we've both been playing this game for all this time. And one day I decided to just not be afraid and open my fucking mouth because the only person I was protecting in that whole realm was him and he hasn't been protecting me. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Is me you're looking for? Yes, girl. Hello. <laughs> That's like you've been asleep this whole time. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Did I just like crack open like a fucking pinata? Did no, I just say, no, like, no, no. I feel like um, well, no, wait, wait. no. You didn't. You didn't go one hundred. You was about eighty just now. And, yeah, and I think that. Yeah, you're right. Well, no, I think well, I, I think that everybody that's in this position, I think at one point you feel or you think like, uh, am I his favorite? Am I not? You know, I kind of feel the same way you do. I don't think he ever liked me. Like down deep inside, yeah. You were playing the game. You were both two people that were. It's a dance. Like I got invited yeah. on. Hey, yay! Yeah. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And every time you're there, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I saw what you just did. And Brin's here, yeah. and everyone's excited. But the last time I went on that show, yeah. I was with my daughter, and we're so used to that environment being. He's always protected. Somehow he's asking these questions like, mm-hmm. who's the ugliest housewife? And you're oh like, oh, God. let me think. Like, a question that bad. Yeah. Like, who's the worst mother? Like, questions that are so problematic. Asking Jill Zarin's mother, uh, uh, asking her, is this good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? And then mentioning Ron Jeremy, like, to a 70. Like, all these things that somehow he's, like, always protected. And we're always fucking skinned alive with Tabasco sauce all over us, naked. Because yeah. I say the thing about the other... Who do you think is the bitchiest housewife or most dramatic? Nene. Two weeks of press. Bethany says Nene's the most dramatic. You two weeks of press say Bethany's, Bethany's a bitch. Like, we're out there yeah. and we get thrown like pieces of meat to just get ripped apart by that vehicle that we kiss the ass to get on and get excited that we're on and we're there and we're like, oh my God, yay. And we all play the goddamn fucking game <laughs> and we get decked out because we're using him like he's using us because we want to promote our shit and get dressed out and get the whatever. But it all just seems so gross. And we're all such pawns because of the fame and the money. And when I had enough money and enough fame and nobody had anything that I wanted and I knew by the last shred I let it all hang out because it was like, I'm not fucking going back. And I'm not doing this other show. I've been afraid. I've been hanging on. I've been there. And like, I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. Well, see, you're, first of all, you're in a position where you can feel that way and say all those things. That's one thing. Financially and skin color. Um, there are things that you can say that I can't say. There are things that you can actually do on this show that I can't do on this show. And that's just a fact. Uh, As you just said, Candy told you that, you know, everything that we do is sort of like elevated. And it's the truth. Everything we do is much more elevated. You can say all those things of whatever you want to say to me. And and I can't say the same. My treatment is 100% different on the show than yours. Do you mean not not on the housewives? On the housewives. Got it. But now now in a post-housewives world, you chose to leave... And you know that all these other housewives have gotten asked back. They've come back. They've come in. Mm-hmm. They've come out. You chose to leave. I chose to leave for a lot of reasons. Okay, because I want to hear that because you conditions. chose to leave. And then you chose to burn the house down. And I'll explain when I called uh, to try to work with you. I don't think I burned the house down. Did I burn it down? What well, we'll mean? talk about You burnt the bridge attached to the house. Yeah. From, um, between you and the house, there was that? a bridge. Because, because you took legal action. Okay. So, so uh, for when I read in the headlines, I don't think anyone yeah, knows your no, story. No, so no. I would like to hear. Well, first, I want to say this. 
I just wanted to get your language so I can understand what you're saying. When you say you burn the house, that means you burn the bridge that you yeah, say you, 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 you So come. when I think that you're burning the bridge. Oh, I while think you were when, there. When I think that someone is burning a bridge, you're burning a bridge because this person's done nice things for you and to you, and then you just decide to burn the bridge. That's how I oh, see burning no, the Oh, no, that would be like not taking the olive branch. I'm saying yeah. whatever bri- literal bridge is a bridge between them and you, yeah. and even if you don't like them, even if you were discriminated mm-hmm. against... You might want to walk back on that fucking bridge and go back in just like You might me. want to, but you also might not want to be continuously abused. I didn't just just wake up one day and just say, I'm going to file a complaint. I Again, I felt like I worked there long enough and just as I respect them, I thought they respect me and they would have wanted to come to the table and sit and talk with me about the issues and that who's I was And who did you want to talk when to? When I say they, I mean the executives who are in control on okay. both sides, on the network side and the production side. Okay. So there were issues. I never was the talent that just decided, oh, this is my last season. I have all these issues. No, I had my issues and wrote emails and text message and I have receipts I am black we keep receipts that's ah, all we can do okay so I have my receipts of my complaints and the things I felt that should change I asked why is this happening to me I would like for this to change can this not happen to me any longer can I do this I asked all of those questions okay and again I always felt like if I did one little thing, it was elevated. Yet all the white housewives, you white girls can do anything. And it was never, I, we, I never, you guys never got the same treatment. You and, just don't get the same treatment. Now you guys might complain. You might walk off the show. If I walk off the show, it's the whole world has blown up. She walked off the show. When you got white girls walking off the show, running off the show, crying, flipping tables, pulling hair, blessing glasses, cursing people out, all kind of stuff. And if I just do one little thing, my treatment is totally different. Interesting. And you mean from the show or the court of public opinion? Because they can't control it. from the show and the court of opinion. Like they're not protecting you. Something happens and the press is coming. They protect you, but they don't protect me. So we're in this gray area where it's not an actual workplace. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you don't get real answers is because in a norm, if you were working in a normal company Mm -hmm. and Jane down the hall Mm -hmm. drank eight bottles of vodka, the, the, the... HR would be called. And if, right. if, if you were in a normal workplace and someone mm-hmm. treated you a certain way and you filed a complaint, HR would be called. But there right. is no real HR because it's not really a workplace. But we have to show up on time and we have to work. Yeah. So we're in this purgatory gray area where nothing's mm-hmm. real. And now that's what the reckoning is really about because people have to be accountable. It's much needed. Right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so now, so you leave, you file the complaint. And that's when, and that's where I want to come into. I don't know exactly what it said. What is it that you wanted? Um, there's a lot of things that I won't say all here. Okay. Um, or what you want, because you're still in it. You're still in it. I want fair treatment. I want to be treated equal. But how can you be treated equal now when you're not working with them? Like, what would you do? What do you want? What 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 could be done well, I'm now? I'm not working with them now. No, because I wasn't getting fair treatment. You want amends not, for not getting fair and treatment? And I was not treated equal. Okay. And do you, how do you feel about the way it's going to go down? Do you think you're uh, going to get what you want? I don't know. Do you feel stronger in this reckoning coming like and the you things would that get are, what you want? I don't want anything. But if it were you, oh. you would get what you want. Oh, okay. You probably would not have even had to file a complaint. Interesting. They probably would have come and sat and talked with you if you were just asking to talk and let's figure this out, let's work this out. They probably would have sat and talked with you. 
do you feel stronger since the media has shifted recently and since there's a wave and since since this reality reckoning, do you feel a little bit less alone? Mm, I still feel very alone, I must say. So you've said to me, so now let's enter into, like, now keep in mind, I'm only reading headlines. I'm seeing clips. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's gone on from my perspective. And also I was still friends with the network. And Mm -hmm. my perspective is Nini's suing Bravo and the production company for discrimination and other things. And that's kind of what I heard. Like there was that you were, you were, you were suing and you were public about it and it was a big, big thing. Okay. So it's, we don't speak that often. I'm watching you on the media. I have no idea how long later I reach out to you, but in my Mm -hmm. own life, I am thinking, I've always thought that you're very entertaining and I think you Mm -hmm. and I would be amazing together. So I have this idea and Paul and I are always talking about ideas. It was Paul's idea to have Mm -hmm. Jill on. He yes. said, you should have Jill to talk about the new housewives. And I, th- I said, oh God, I just want to have a reunion with her. And then that's how that happened. And so we were just talking and I was like, he always was like, you want to do something with Nini? And I said, I think Nini and I should do a show called mm-hmm. Ebony and Ivory, where we get in an RV and go across the country from each of our perspectives. A pro- I call two production companies that had relationships with Bravo. Because again, I don't know that much about your case. I call them because they've been wanting to do a bunch of projects with me and I never want to do anything, but I've you know, I've reached out to you a million times and they say we can't. And I even have one of them call you. Remember I say, can you call her? I was like, they're like, we can't, we can't touch it. We can't touch it. We can't touch it. She's suing. I call an agency. We can't touch it. And I call you and it, and because you said to me on the phone, every time you call me, nothing ever happens. And I didn't want (laughs) to, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but I said, the reason is when I call you, it's because someone else told me that it couldn't happen. Like I call you getting excited. Mm-hmm. You say I'm excited too. I then talk to someone else and they shut it down because of the legal action. That was my perspective. I don't know if it's true, not true. And I just reported mm-hmm. it back to you. Um, so since all of this has come forward with complaints and things like that, I have been severely retaliated against. And I, have you been retaliated against since you came out with your reality reckoning? I mean, I believe so. I believe I've burned many bridges. Yeah, I do not believe I'd be doing anything with Bravo. And I haven't been. Well, that's fine. If uh, you don't, yeah. you're not doing anything with Bravo, I get it. But I don't feel like I should be retaliated against to the point of me not being able to work at all. Um, well, no, also, I'm just in the beginning. Just know that two different yeah. people in production, as I told you, said to me, I can't mm-hmm. work for you. I will never work in TV again if I work for mm-hmm. you. And three housewife no three bravo talent that have been violated and mm-hmm. have a story to tell have reached out to me wanting to talk and they've been blocked mm-hmm. so i'm okay i have you know but i'm saying there's an effect to yeah. my actions well for me i've not been able to work at all but so in the any moment arena had, of entertainment in any arena of entertainment i was not able to work from that point of me closing my computer, leaving the reunion. I don't, I did not work again until last year. I got one but job But what last if it's year. that you are litigious because people don't want, if someone sued somebody personally, they don't want to touch that. How could, Bravo's not going to call ABC and say, don't work with Nini. They ABC obviously does. called ABC and EFG. But, because, Bra- but ABC doesn't listen to Bravo who's answered well, to NBC. They're all they different. have. And because... There are, listen, 
I'm a talent and I am talented. I agree. I am not just a reality star. I am an entertainer. Okay. I sing, dance, act, I and agree. do reality. Okay. I, as a black woman, I have to be able to do everything. At the end of the day, I turn cartwheels and do flips. Like I do everything. There's and nothing that I can do. And what do you mean you I haven't worked at I'm all? I'm trying like, to tell you that they shut my work down. I do everything. So you mean to tell me as a talented person that there was nothing for me to host? There was nothing for me to to act in, sing in, dance in, jump in, clap in, nothing. You're what talking do your about agents whole, say? The same thing. What do your agents say? The same say? thing I'm saying to you. There's there was they the doors were closed. The doors were not open. And in fact, um a friend of mine told me Andy wrote a book and he said the door was closed. So apparently when he says the door is closed, the door is closed all over the entire industry because I did not work. Now that's a fact. And it's we're talking fact, about somebody that is talented and do that not on, bro, I'm asking like, what, I'm not what? holding it on anybody, oh. but I'm telling you You're that when it happened, you've been through. You're just explaining that. I have that. been retaliated against. Now you just don't go from working today and never working again. Like something happened. Something I agree. Happened. I don't. I, I agree. Like you can't just be like, okay, so. Yeah, but your agents are the most powerful people in the entertainment industry. What have they said? What does CAA say to you when you say, why am I not working? Give me the fucking truth. What do they say? Nothing. Listen, I'm not crazy and neither no, are you. No, 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 no. I'm, so I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying asking. to tell you that if you were working today and suddenly all the doors just closed all across the entire industry because you had a disagreement with maybe this company that you're working for. Yeah. But maybe you don't have to work with that company anymore. There are so many other companies out here to work for. There were all kind of narratives put out there. Like I was a difficult talent and all these things. I've never ever worked on a set where I've been difficult ever Wait, have you Every seen set, that that you were difficult you've seen that go I've on? I've heard it now there's a lot of sets that I've worked and you're talking on about every, scripted or unscripted or both both okay any set I work on I come happy and I don't need anything but my money and some water every now and then. But let me tell you something. I don't need anything. I come happy and I'm ready to work. I'm a worker bee. I like to work. I know you do. Yeah, I'm enjoying working. So I've never had an issue on any set I've ever worked on. So it is not by chance that I have a disagreement with this company and every door across the industry decides to close. It is something wrong with that. But you, Bethany, or some of your other, the other girls, they can have an issue with this company and they may not work with them for a little while, but they always get to come back and work. Well, my you know work what? is all self-generated. This is my well, podcast. You're, you're different. I'm not being hired by you're somebody You're different else. at this point. Yeah. But I, there's so many examples. Let me just say, when I, let me just use my closing the computer as an example. So I closed the computer as an example because we were doing our reunion show. What does that mean, I closed the computer? We were doing our reunion show from home because of COVID. Oh, okay. So we were all on computer at the time. I think we were the only franchise that did that. And... Uh, I closed my computer as in I walked off of the reunion. How long ago? Um, 2019. Four years ago. Okay. So I closed my reunion and I walk off of the, uh, I'm sorry, I closed my computer and I walk off of the, the show. Um, you the treatment is just different. Lisa, is it Vanderpump? Lisa Vanderpump on her show, she walked off. 
did I mean, she didn't even walk off. I don't think she ever came. She never came to the reunion. And they are still working with her today. Kim Zosiak walks off of our entire show and walk right into her own reality show. I just don't get, I didn't get that same treatment. Everything, anything, it, I was always retaliated against or something happened. You feel like you're being punished. I, of course, severely punished. What's happening to me right now with these doors closing everywhere, you would think that I have drugged, raped, stabbed, cut somebody. It's I mean, I'm getting the treatment like I was freaking R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. You feel like you've been canceled. Her, yes. I, th- there was canceled. a point. As of late, I have been getting little opportunities here and like there. What? What you, what but the, I did an endorsement deal recently. Uh, last season, I did a, a reality show. Uh, so I've gotten little small things to come in. But this just doesn't happen. It's It's almost like. They're trying to send the message. If you are being abused, you better not fucking speak up. So it's almost like this is why the union is much needed. What you're fighting for. It's much needed because if I'm being abused, I don't have the right to say something. I can't come to you and tell you that something's happening to me. And if I do tell you something's happening to me, do that mean I don't ever get to work again? Why? I'm a woman. You're a woman. I'm a black woman, but we feel the same. You know, we bleed the same. I have feelings. I'm not feeling less. I mean, I have feelings. I still have a family. You have a family. You're able to feed your family and provide for them. Why can't I feed and provide for mine? Because me and this company disagree. I don't know what the hell we're disagreeing on, but whatever our disagreements are, why can't I just go on and work somewhere else? Why do you need to put out a narrative like that to make my life miserable? Why can't I feed my kids? Why are all the white women able to do whatever they do? You know, I'll give you an example. I just thought of something. I remember Vicki Gunsvelin saying that she had an issue. I can't remember everything. Now, I remember there was something. I think somebody pretended like they had cancer. Maybe mm-hmm. the girls Fake were after cancer. them about Fake that. Cancer. And then she ended up being like off the show. And then I think she had a, uh, uh, she was supposed to be on the first season of the new show that they do called Girls Trip. Right. And uh, she was mad with Andy and, Bravo about the contract they gave us. Something happened with their falling out because uh, she had fallen out with them and she spoke to an attorney. And I know that for a fact because I was on the call when she spoke to the attorney about them thinking that she wanted to file a lawsuit against them. Against them. I don't know what happened. She went through this whole process with the attorney. I don't know how far they gotten. I know that he probably had some calls with Bravo or whatever. Vicky is back on the show working. My situation is not the same. I can talk to an attorney or have an issue, which I did. My attorneys were talking to them in the beginning, wanting to sit down and let's figure something out. Let's work this out, whatever this issue is. And they never wanted to sit down and talk to me about anything. My feelings were they pretty much said, F that black bitch, period. Because they completely... But all these other people like Vicky, who's talking to an attorney that the world didn't know this, but we know this behind the scenes. She was speaking to an attorney and was upset with them about this cancer thing and some contract for the girls trip. But Vicky is back over there working and everything is fine. 
Lisa Vanderpump walk off the show, never return. She still got Vanderpump and she can still sit over there and talk to him all day long if she want to. Uh, Teresa can go to prison and stay for 10 years and they'll wait till she get back. And then the show will start again. Okay, but the black girls do not get that same treatment. I'm telling you right now, our treatment is different. Okay, you guys go on fabulous trips. We ride in a Sprinter bus. That's just how it is. Our treatment is different. You were the highest paid, weren't you? Didn't you say you made more money than anybody? I think so. What is that? What does that mean? What what kind of number was it? Tell me later. I'll tell you. It was a big number. It you was think a big so? number. Well, it was a several million dollars for four months' work. You think so? Or, I, I don't mean, think well, that's get, a big number. Okay, no, no, no. I, but I, mean, I think you, you were, said I think, several months of work. No, for the shooting season. Oh, for the shooting yeah, season. Yeah, but I think, mm-hmm. but you guys, I think you were what with your, what your per episode was. You were coming back. I think it was it was close. It wasn't the same. I think it. I think I, I have an idea. No, but not, I, I didn't get several millions of dollars for. One well, no, season. not for six, not for six episodes. You wouldn't. No, if no, you, if not you even did, for a full season. Not more than a million dollars for a full season. Oh, no, I got way more than a million dollars for a full season. Right. Yeah. Okay. But you said several. Well, more than one. Well, I got more than one. Right. Okay. So I'm saying I think we were in a similar position. I think we were in a similar position. I do. I I think we're in a similar position. Um, I think, but also it's different. That's different. I left for years and they wanted me back. Like, and that's mm-hmm. another problem with the whole thing is that the numbers are all over the place and everybody's contracts are different. And it's well, like, see, an I really arbitra- don't care what anybody's making. Like, I really don't care what you make and what the next person make as long as I'm happy with what I'm making. No, exactly. That's how I feel. No, well, that's fine. But you know, what do you, do you regret? What, what would you do differently now? So you leave the show, you get the six episodes, paint reverse and tell me what you would do differently. About how- what? Now that you're not working, would you not have done it? Would you have been part of no, the problem? No, I don't feel li- that way. I feel like, um, listen, I, I mean, again, I'm a human. I have feelings. I mean, I can't, you, how long do you treat a person fucked up? Before so they you're can- standing by that, you may, even of though how, how hard this is. I been. mean, I have to. Good. Okay. What else can I do? At this point. I'm saying many people would said I would have gone back. I would have worked for four years. I mean, how is it affected? I just. I don't know that I can say that. I know that I know that I don't deserve to be in this position that I'm in. I know. Right, that. but I think it's very admirable that you're standing in it even knowing that you have a different situation. I don't feel like I have another choice. I mean, because I don't think that they didn't give me any choices. They've never wanted to sit down and talk to me. No one after at that company has ever called me and said, what is happening here? Maybe they'll call you now. What's going on? Maybe Why can't we maybe talk? Maybe they'll call this? you now. Why can't we? Bravo. Work it out? Well, I've asked them myself. You never I've know. Asked. This is going to have a. This is going to be a very. Uh, I I feel that this is going to be an impactful interview. And let's see. They last week they sent a letter out saying they were going to try to change practices. Bravo. Maybe you'll call Nini and at least well, men defense. I mean, listen. Everybody can I'm, change. I'm, I think I want it you was, to know, everybody can change. I want you to know that first of all that you're doing a great thing, and um, so. We said that we were going to talk about the black and white treatment. It's reason, the reason why we're talking about it. Yeah. What you're doing is great. At the end of the day, as long as a voice is heard, that is all that matters. And that we get what we're trying to get out of the situation. Okay. So if it takes you to go and do it, you go and do it. I'm right here for you. I'm behind you. I'm supporting you. I couldn't do it, but you can do it. And even though... Maybe my voice wasn't heard by them, but trust me, my voice was heard by many people. I many think so. people heard my voice. Yes, but I they don't think that they heard the message. Care. I don't think. 
the problem is doing all these short shows and interviews. You say mm-hmm. one quick thing. It's a clip. It's not a conversation. It's not yeah. like understanding. Like the bottom mm-hmm. line, the Chris, I didn't know. The crystallization for me is that you felt that there was, there was systemic discrimination. And even if it wasn't to the level that you thought it was, you felt you weren't being treated fairly and you had a complaint with the company that you were working with that you were making a lot of money for. So you felt that there was an equal treatment. You felt that you wanted to be talked to and with by the powers that be. Mm -hmm. And you felt that you were effectively ignored and then subsequently demoted and then kind of pushed out. And you felt also like you started this thing. Of course I did. I mean, and now you're an outsider. Everybody, I mean, listen, you have to be blind to not see that I started it. I mean, we're not crazy. I know everything that I did. It was a lot. And I helped them in many ways. They never respected me, no one, to give me one call and say. You're telling me you never have had a phone call from anyone? Mm -mm, Never. They never called me up and said, let's see what the hell is wrong with NeNe. What the hell is she talking about over there? Let's talk to her. Not in the executives, not even the highs. Interesting. I'm shocked that after all of these years of you being this entertainer, this star talent, this rainmaker for Bravo that you never had an email, a phone call, or a conversation. That's just absolutely shocking to me that it just went dark four years ago. I find that very difficult to believe. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, 
iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. It would have been so much easier. Life is so much easier when you just have a what? conversation. Do you think it would not? It was been. It would have been so much easier. Well, it's funny because no it one's was call, just like no one's called me say, to say what the hell are you talking about? Because oh, you know yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Well, let's go. You first. You get a call from Andy and Francis and your executive. Mm-hmm. What can we do? What would you like? What would you say? I would be like, wow, you guys decided to call after like four years. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, so are we going to do this over the phone or am I going to come sit in your office so I can look you dead in your eyes? So you come in the you, office and what, mm-hmm. what, what, how can we work this out? What can we do? What first would you of say? all, I, the, the very first thing I want, I probably have a sign on my forehead that says fair treatment. I want fair treatment. But how can they treat you fairly now when you don't work there? What would you like now? Oh, well, I don't work there now. I mean. <laughs> would you like to work there? Would you like to get um, a gig on TV with I them? I can't say that I would. I can't say that I would. Well, you have to ask um, for what you want because the universe might bring it. So what is it that you well, actually want? What I want, I wouldn't say it here. You want some fair compensation for lost wages, I assume. There's a lot I want. Okay. There's a lot you want. Okay. And I think that they can do it. And okay. the first thing is, as I said before, it's fair treatment across the board. Okay. And uh, the things that are... More important, a union would be great, but I know those are the things that they can't just make happen overnight, but it would be great to have support in trying to get a union for a reality Well, that is, no, SAG-AFTRA has backed what we're doing and said that they are ready. You can Mm -hmm. call them. I can give you the the top of the, Mm -hmm. to the heap, give you the contact to get what you need, but I would say to Bravo, if they Mm -hmm. called me, we're going to sit down and negotiate what should be in everyone's contracts moving mm-hmm. forward. Here are some mm-hmm. terms, here's some boilerplate language that should be in everyone's contracts moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I did kind of lay out 10 terms as a starting point to say, if a person comes in at this level, uh, this is the minimum wage. And if they go on another season and if the show gets picked up mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, but there is a systemic problem. It's great that they said, uh, we're sorry that, you know, we're going to get people a psychologist and that we're going to look at alcohol consumption. But what they need to be saying is the whole industry can't be exploiting our content on streamers that we never even knew would exist. I never knew Hey You was going to come and Amazon and Prime and sell. They hack up the chicken 10,000 ways. I'm wings, Mm -hmm. you're broth, we're stuck. I mean, they've got this fucking thing from $7,250 15 years ago sold everywhere. And when people say you signed up for that, I didn't I signed a contract. I thought we were doing right. this show on this channel. I didn't know I'd right. be in Australia on now, different I networks. I totally agree with that. Uh, the show is sold everywhere. You see it everywhere. What about the memes? Well, you talk about the gifts and the memes, about yeah, the 250. Tell them that. Yeah, the gifts and the memes are insane, and we don't make one dollar off of it. Well, not even a dollar, one penny. And I'm probably more mean than any housewife yes, ever. Yes, I agree. My memes are everywhere. And some of the memes I don't like, uh, nobody gives a no, and it kills you. You're yeah, watching TikToks cares. of you yeah, and I'm you're not getting paid. I'm watching people with pictures and memes of my mouth opening, closing, eyes opening, closing, head turning around. And it's really fucked up. And you don't get one penny. And, and Bravo's still making money off of that. A ton of money. And the company that 
I think created the memes sold for 400 million to I think Facebook or somebody. It was this company that makes these memes. And and um, it's their talent and, and I don't and get it's their one product penny. that they sold. But so the they, thing that's worse for me is my face. And Lord, I don't want to keep saying black child. But my face is everywhere in every meme. I don't see your faces like that. It's my face. And they don't give me one penny for that. I know. In the episodes that I've been in, they have played a trillion times everywhere. And I don't get a penny for that. I agree. I agree. I, well, I see you on TikTok, everyone using your sounds. I've used them. I did it with no. my daughter. You're not getting paid for that. No. Right. But no one's really acknowledging that it was Bravo's talent, Bravo's product. So they distributed it. They yeah. sold it. And so they're still making money off of that. So it's a big it's a big issue that will have to get resolved because you're going to see your content. It could be for a hundred years, but that is what we signed. And we didn't know how many ways that they would sell it. It's a new world order. We didn't even know what streaming was. There was no, we had no Twitter when we started on the housewives. There was no Twitter. So what do you think of the state of the show today? Um, I think it is, well, at least I, I, first of all, I don't watch the show. Same. Um, I watch the clips that come down Instagram, Same. you know, those little Same. clips. Mm-hmm. And I think Atlanta has changed a lot. Um, actually, they look like they are suffering. Uh, the girls don't look entertaining. They just don't look like housewives. I thought when we were on the show, the women were more like higher. Just I mean, I don't know. They, everybody just look. It's boring. not only is it boring, the the women, who are they and where did they come from and why are they sitting on this show? Do you think that that medium has died? I mean, is it a soap opera now? Is it Days of Our Lives? It is. Where it's not, it's just tired now and it's on the way. I think so. And I think, um, like you said, it's like a dinosaur now. You know, it's just... Tragic? It's just old. Do you think that they choose people like you and I who had challenging upbringings and like wounded birds to come in and be in this medium because it creates drama and we're all a little effed up in some way. So we're going to, I think they chose us in the beginning for whatever the reason was, but we became so big, we came bigger than the show. And I think that they don't want women on the show who are big. If you notice to me, all the women who are big and who are popular, they figure out how to get all them off the show and they leave the girls who are boring and mediocre because they are not a threat and they're mediocre. Just put it like that. But all the popular girls or the hot girls or the girls that everybody like, they push them off the show. You're too big and you're overshadowing other people who would like to stand in the front. So what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do now? What, if you could have any career, any gig, what would be the top three things you want to do now? What do you want? I'm an actress. And... Uh, um, Although I fell into reality kind of before my acting uh, in reality, listen, it opened up a lot of doors for me. It was a great launching platform for me, but I'm an actress. So I would like to act and that's what I do. I act and I talk and I sing and I dance. And so I would like to do those things. Well, right now that's on strike. So at least mm-hmm. you, you're in the same boat as everybody else in yeah. that in mm-hmm. that industry so you can like map and chart your course and are your agents working for you as an actress are they is that Um, what are they 
Do they think you're going to be able to have a career as an actress? Um, I hope so. I hope I hope that's why I'm with them because they believe in me and in my talent. Uh, you're right. We are on strike right now, but hopefully. Um, because that feels like a good new chapter. It feels like at least you're not going back to reality. It's something new. Yeah. So you got, you know, you feel beaten down. You seem mm-hmm. vulnerable mm-hmm. and you seem different to me. You just... Mm-hmm. You and you were biting your nails off this week. You weren't sleeping. You you. I don't what, sleep a lot. But what what was what were you so scared um, of? You and I feel like you weren't. Did you, you know, think the, I was going to gotcha you or like? No 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 no. That's not it. That wasn't ever my fear. My thing is uh, just us sitting here talking about all of this stuff. Um, you know what other door is going to close now? Because you know, for me, as I said, doors have closed for me um, at times. Uh, now I, I want to be clear that this last year, so there have been opportunities to come to me, but prior to that doors were closed. I don't think that doors are going to close after today. I really don't. um, I think you're being open. Well, I hope not because I don't understand why they would and why am I not able to work? Why? All you want to do is work. All I want to do is work. Leave me alone. So you want to be an actress what else? Do you want to do a podcast or you don't? Oh, I love talking. I love to do a podcast. I've always would love to do a talk show, but I've always, I was always uh, forbidden from doing a talk show. I could never do a talk show. Bravo? Somebody, do I don't know. I could never do a talk show. What does that mean? It meant that I could never do a talk show. You were, someone told you you could never do a talk show? Um, I was never able to do a talk show okay. or That's do a okay. podcast. Okay. Um, um, whenever... I was in talks to do a talk show or or a podcast. It would disappear after a while. We could be talking. Talks could be going on really good. And then all of a sudden, that opportunity would disappear. And that is not by chance. What mistakes have you made? What have been your biggest mistakes? Oh, gosh, my biggest mistakes. I have made mistakes as a mother. Uh, I, you know, I think I'm a great mom, but I think I could have been a even better mom. I think I've made some mistakes in that area. Um, if you're talking about on the show, no, in your life, in your career, in my life, in your career, like what mistake, what in all these years you're going back, what do you regret? What would you do differently? I don't have a lot of regrets in my life because for me, anything that I've ever done really wrong, it was always a learning experience for me. So I've never really chopped them up as like losses. There always was like learning things. Um, oh gosh, if I could, I don't know about my career, but if I could do anything better, I would be a better mom. Is that because of the stuff going on with your son? Are you blaming yourself? Uh, no, I don't blame myself for it. I just, I worked a lot. And um, sometimes I think about maybe if I was more, I, I've always been a worker in some kind of way. And even when my husband was sending me back and forth to Los Angeles to try to become an actor doing pilot season, I was leaving my son with my husband so that I could go and try to open up doors of opportunity. And I just, you know, Wish that I was maybe, you know, I didn't work as much, maybe, maybe. Are you connected with your kids now, though? Are you, you oh, me and my kids have always been connected, yes. You have. So I'm saying you still are being a good mother yeah, now. Yeah, You're able but to I do didn't it have now. my mom in my life, so I always, I just want to be the best mom because I know what it is to have a parent. 
And I didn't have my mom or father, my biological mom and father in my life. I had my aunt and uncle mm-hmm. who were like my parents. But I just know what it means. So you're working on it now. Like you're yeah. even more cognizant yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, um, in my career, I, I, I just don't know if there's anything that I feel like I just really made a mistake doing. I just don't. That's um, um, Again, the reality thing was something that kind of fell in my lap. It wasn't anything that I was looking for. It fell in my lap, and it was a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it really opened up doors for me. Um, Do you miss it? I can't say that. Now, Housewives miss that. Like the beginning. Did you miss the no, heyday? I can't really say I miss the beginning. Housewives is stressful. I know. I mean, it's a lot, honestly. I, I mean, people don't know. Like, people see me all the time and say, oh, my gosh, will you ever go back on that show? We would really love to see you on there. It's stressful, honestly. It's- and people look at you like, are you serious? Like, it, it's really a lot. I felt like on the sh- being off the show, I feel like I'm a totally different person now off the show. I feel like I'm more, like, at ease and more relaxed. I feel like when I was on the show... People would say, you know, shit, my husband could say, we're out of ketchup. And you're like, ketchup! <laughs> I mean, you're like just screaming about any and everything. You're out. Yeah, because it's so stressful. And um, I miss the trips. I mean, you know. Well, I don't, it's funny because my entire staff, everybody didn't see you the way that I've seen you after talking to you yeah. this week, seeming vulnerable, more human. Like you're larger than life and you're this character that's like a tough bitch and that's what everybody thought was coming in. You know what I mean? They all thought like, oh, I thought just that everything's good with you too. You know, like you're just so strong and hard and I think that show and that medium makes us like that. Like you got to be. But I, I think people who really know me know like I'm really like cool. Like, I'm really cool. I'm private. I'm in my own little circle. My circle is smaller people. Um, You know, I guess I'm tough when I need to be tough. But even in my relationship, you know, I don't wear the pants. I don't want to wear the pants. You know, I feel like I wear them every day. So, you know, and I You're a girly girl. I am. I get with my dude and he can handle everything. You know, same thing when I was with Greg. You got it. I'm I'm all the way submissive. I don't want to do anything. You can handle everything. Um... And I just think it's just how people see you. And I also think that the show give people an idea, like they think they know you, exactly. but they really don't exactly. know you. Um, That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, they don't, they don't know you, you know. Um, I think that I'm really kind of chill, but I feel like if somebody, you know, if they want to get it, like I feel like you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, like I kind of feel like that. <laughs> but other than that, I feel like I'm just over here in a shell. Well, Exactly. Yeah. I, I I get it. I don't I think we're misunderstood. I think we're misunderstood. You are. And it's been probably 15 years and we're in our 50s now. So Yeah. What do you think about age and vanity? Do you feel old old? Um, do you feel you're a grandmother three times over like yeah. do you feel like it all has to have meaning now? What are we doing with our lives? Like it's just it's different. Um, Health is more important. You've lost someone like yeah. what's your relation? You know, we just used to churn and burn and grind and it's just different now, I think. I feel like I am at my best. You do? Yes. And because I you... think I, I feel like I look my best. I'm at my best. Uh, I feel like 50 is the new fucking 35 or something. Really. So you're happy. This is a turning point. I think that, you know, this is just, I feel like 50 is good. 
I feel like 50 is great and it's yeah, confident. I feel like it's good. And, it's unapologetic. Uh, there's so many people that's 50 that looks 80. And I feel like I I can look in the mirror. I still got my same, this, hello. I mean, good morning. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel good about it. You know, I think, I think I'm doing good. And uh, yeah, I, and I have my grandbabies. I love, love, love them. I love them. They're so sweet. How they're old are everything. they? everything. I have an a 11, a 10, and an 8. And they're your life? Oh, my God. And I have one girl. My girl is everything. Because I don't have a girl. I have boys. So I I, I love my babies. And I love my babies. you spoil them? Of course. They can do anything they want to do. Do you feel money noise? Are you financially, do you have financial anxiety because it's been a couple of years without working? Um, I think it's natural, too. Yeah. I think it's natural, too. Um, and I think that was done to me to say, you sit over there and you shut your ass up. And have you been more conservative in spending? Or are you like just more careful? Um, you know what? I was lucky and I was blessed to have invested in some things that was able to push me through. Had I not made some good investments, I would have been fucked up, honestly. I'm really sorry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, finally, uh, your rose and thorn, the rose of your career and the thorn. And you could do your life too, but rose oh, no, of your no, career. no, not my life, girl. Rose of my, your career. <laughs> rose of your career. The roses. Huh. Honestly, you know, being a housewife was definitely a rose. Uh, I, I don't want to like act as if it was like the worst time of my life. It actually was a great time when it came to me. Oh, an and opportunity. When the, we, it was yeah. a great opportunity yes. for me. And the the platform couldn't be it couldn't be any any greater. You know, you know that better yeah, than anybody. Of I mean, it put me into so many homes and in so many offices and it did so many things for me. So for that, there is definitely a rose there. You got to know that. It was a good thing for me. Right, two things can be happening at the same time. You could have yeah. had a great experience, and you were grateful for the experience, as they yeah. should be grateful to you because you provided for the experience yeah. too. But you can also want something different. And I, yeah. I, are you afraid that? Do you have this feeling? Because I do. You know, when like a parent may not be the best parent, but then you like want their approval, and you feel badly. Like, do you have a little bit of fear about? the Andy part of it. Like I, I do, you, do you, do you like you, not like you bit the hand, like care what he care that he's hates you or that he's mad at you. I feel, does that make you feel self-conscious? In a way? No, I actually feel sad for a person that doesn't have a forgiving heart. Um, you know, I can be mad with you, but I'm not going to be forever mad with you. Like, I can't carry that grudge and that hatred in my heart forever. You don't like know I that could. he's mad at you forever. He, um, might, he would maybe make amends. I, I don't know. I, you're right. I do not know. Um, I feel sad for a person that doesn't have a forgiving heart. I feel sad for a person that simply cannot just, and I don't know that this is him or not, but um, I, I'm not worried about him. Um, because I you feel in your heart that everything you're doing and saying is correct. Yeah, so I can't take it back. Like I wish yeah, I, I, I wish I could say something different. I feel like, I mean, it is what it is. Like this, I agree. I mean, it's not easy to stand up for something. It's yeah, really not. It's really hard. It's not easy to go against the grain. I heard that. 
three different women housewives were saying, none of this affects me because I'm a strong woman. So I handle myself and it's because they're paid there. They're working there. And I, you know, and, uh, and I kind of get it, but you got to stand together for what's correct. And it's not easy. It's very difficult to stand up for what's right. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't want any beef. Um, I have just wanted to be clean. I just wanted to be clean. And I've also asked to even, you know, I've, Try to find a way to, for he and I to sit down and talk, but he's never wanted to do that. So you've tra- you've called him. I did call him. He won't take your phone call. He has not taken my phone call, and I've also spoken through our reps and he just to just see. You know, this is just to clear the air. You know, not for anything else, not to be a housewife, not to anything. Just you know, just to just to understand him and for him to understand me, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, you don't see that happening. Well, he's never wanted to do that. Apparently, I, I, you know, and you it's never... okay though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pressuring it or pushing it or anything. I mean, everybody move when they're ready in their time. You know what I mean? So this is he's not ready, and that's okay. I get it. I feel badly about that part of it, not because I yeah. don't think everything I've said and done is correct. Right. I feel badly because of how I envision his mind is perceiving it. Does that make any sense? Like he's perceiving it as that he represents an institution that has given us opportunities Mm -hmm. that have been amazing for us. And we do not negate that, but we also worked for it. There's been 150 housewives. They all haven't all had the same effect as we have. So we should take some credit on our own, but I feel badly for the way that he, he must think I have fucked him over when it's not about him. It's not even doing and I'm not suing it's anyone. It's a, it, I yeah. just said something and a bunch of people reached out and it became a movement of which he is the face of the... Even if you were suing them, I believe at some point he would sit down with you. Or I, I believe know. that they I am not suing you. them and people I think don't. that I am. I am I not. Believe that, I believe our treatment would be different. I think the circumstances are different because I wasn't being demoted mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't coming in for a complaint about me. Right. Other people, I just said a thing about a reckoning that re- represented, frankly, the whole industry, not even Bravo and certainly not Andy. Right. It's a whole systemic thing. So you were talking about yeah. something more specific and micro, yes. and I'm talking about a macro yes. issue. So it's a little different, I think. But yes. I also recognize your struggles as a black woman. I please believe that I do. Yeah. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. 
the iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. What is your thorn of your career? You know, probably my thorn is my family. Listen to me explain it. My family being thrust into this because they never asked to be in the spotlight. So if my children were so young coming into this and if they made a young mistake like a young person do, uh, the whole world heard about it and knew about it and they were crucified, not just by their parents, but by the public. So the thorn of it for me is having my family be thrown into something they did not ask to be thrown into. This is what I want to do, not what they wanted Fascinating. to do. Fascinating. I didn't think, you, I would never have thought you would say that, but that's interesting too, because that's when I say the exploitation without compensation, the children yeah. of reality television aren't compensated, no. even for future, for college fund, et no. cetera. So your kids, yeah. you don't know. They could be fucked up with it, without it. You can't know. You're not a genie. But at yes. the very least, they're there because you're there and they should be compensated. Children working yeah. who have to have a microphone on them and who have to be yeah. in the room at a time to have a conversation with mom about something the producers say they have to have a conversation with mom about, yeah. that's working. That's, but that's working. why, I and I tell you, because you said it to me, I am right. Yes. I very rarely am not open to interpretation for what I'm saying. Yeah. I am right. They are wrong. It is That is a zero-sum game. So I am for the first time in a really long time, like I am 100% right. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, you think I bit the hand that fed me. I really don't care because I am right. It's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I hate when my kids are being, you know, people in the public are talking about them for whatever reason, because they never asked to be in this. Even my husband, when he was alive, you know, if he was anything, you know, they just. And they won't do it without them. They let you know explicitly they won't do it without them. No. No. My husband and kids were very much a part of it. Interesting. And wow. we gave our blood, sweat, and tears. You did. We really did. I, I will mm-hmm. go into the grave saying that you are the most iconic housewife of all time. You are the greatest to play the game. Thank you. You are the GOAT. You are the Rushmore. Who would your Rushmore be? Uh, probably you. Who else is it going to be? You got to have two other people. Me, me and you. And who else? Can't think of too many. Maybe Vicky, Teresa. That's what you kind of, yeah. That's kind of that's what I said. Um, because you know what I always say about you? It's the one hundred. You were never the people that are my goats aren't yeah. there just for the hair and the makeup. They may have yeah. that, but they don't. They they get dirty. Yes, the people are willing yes. to be unliked. Yes, are willing to be unpopular. Yes, you have been loved, but you have been 
unpopular, yes, polarizing. Yes. Teresa has yes. been loved, but she has been hated. Yes. Like people, Vicky looked like a lunatic crazy. And maybe I yeah. like her, maybe I don't even know. I don't really know her. Yeah, but I got to give do. mad respect for someone who's willing yeah. to put it all out on the court and yeah. be loved and hated. And that's why the goats are the goats, not because they were first, because yeah. it's just different. When you watch a show, you watch Beverly Hills, everybody's worried about being perfect, being like, they'll get dirty enough, but they get right mm-hmm. back into the bath. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. went to the mats. Mm-hmm. We were animals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. we were animals. So, yeah. Nene Leakes. And we probably played the game better than... What? We played the game better than anybody. We played the game better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, you know... Tom Brady and Jordan. We and did, just by know. the way, you guys, Bethany had 10 houses on one property to show it, honey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. 10 houses, girl. Yes. And an apple tree. And an apple tree. <laughs> and we're planting a peach tree. Okay. Yes. So I, based on what I'm hearing, because I wasn't there, I wasn't on the show with you. Mm-hmm. So for me to know if you were treated unfairly, I do think something shifted in what, ha- if what you were saying was, you along the way talked about being discriminated against. You wrote emails, you wrote letters, you made mm-hmm. phone calls, mm-hmm. and then you filed a complaint after you felt that you were demoted and moved mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. because you felt that you had been treated unfairly with something that you had built. And the, the, the intersection of that and me wanting to do a show with you and calling different people and them saying we couldn't get that done... I didn't understand it, to be honest with you, because neither did Paul. I didn't know that you were, quote unquote, toxic or kryptonite or whatever. Like, I didn't know that. And when I said to agents and when I said to production companies, I want to do this show, they basically gave me a brick wall and I didn't understand why. So I don't know if it's the press machine, because what we didn't talk about is the Bravo PR machine of, of, of that's a big machine that they've been trying to fight against the reckoning, but the reckoning is winning. But that PR machine is strong and you can tell which articles are that machine. It's just the machine and the microbloggers and all that. No problem. But I will say that I don't know the universe has treated you unfairly because that's what I bumped up against. I wasn't watching closely enough to know exactly what the reason was. I just knew that Nanny's hysterical. She's talented. We get along. People would die to watch us together. We're hilarious. Put us in an RV anywhere. Put the cameras on right now and that thing will rate. That's all I knew and that's yeah. why I called you. Yeah. And I got a roadblock. So that's that's all that I do now. So that is, um, you know, to even get a roadblock is why. And it hurts you because you're feeling self-conscious. Like, what the fuck is everyone saying about me? But why? Right. But first of all, why? Because, you know, if you check anywhere that I've ever worked, no one would say that other than this group of people. Right. So why would that happen? I don't know. I really don't know. Because I, I didn't even, I didn't, I just thought, I was thinking market. you know me, I'm thinking about marketing yeah. and, and that we'd be entertaining together. And we still would. And who knows, maybe yeah. I can, we can, yeah. the thing about 2023 that you have to understand, we're talking about dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's streamers for old people. Yeah. We are, you know, if you're in the future, we're, we're sitting here in my basement yeah. Making our own goddamn content. Yes. We've got our own camera here. Yeah. This is our, so, this is, we, we are, this is our content. We true. decide where yeah. it goes. It's not going to yeah. be edited and chopped up yes. to make us look a certain way. Yeah. I'm in charge. And I'm, I'm, thank you for trusting me yes. to come to my house and to sit down and to have yes. a real conversation because <laughs> this is our decision. We are no yeah. longer controlled by anybody else. And they decide when it goes up and how it goes up and what's said and what we can say and what we can't say and when we can't say, who we can work with, when we get to air it, blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. So, shift because you get to decide you could put out your own content it's nini is you are so entertaining thank you and 
you don't ha- you can be polarizing, you cannot be polarizing. You just put out the honest content and let them decide, yeah. but not someone else speaking for you. Yes. Not someone else putting what yeah. you are out there. So yes. you should just this is this is the era of you producing your own content. You don't need yes. anybody else to be in control. That's what I would true. say. That's what I would say to you. That's very true. You control you'd get yeah. in charge of your own words, yeah. talent. That's very no true. one's going to put your talent in a box. That's very true. So that's what I think. That's very true. How do you do? You, what do you how, do? You think social media has helped or hurt the show? How has social media affected the whole medium? You mean franchise, housewives. housewives? Yeah, I think social media helps. I think social media helps everything. <laughs> well, by the way, I mean, where would we be without social media today? Um, I think it helps. I don't think it hurts. I don't. You should have a podcast and some version of a show. I should have a podcast. I should have all the things that you have and, and anybody else have. But uh, I, as I said before, I was never able to have a podcast. Okay. Well, I have a good feeling. I have a feeling that we'll have, there's I have, a change. Um, something had to happen for something to happen. I wanted you to talk because like you haven't talked and I feel like you've been a little, you stuck your in between and you got to get out of the riptide. You got to yeah. get past the bad set. You got to go, you got to go back to shore or go out to the big waves, but you cannot sit in the middle. Yes. That's what I think. You got to go too. get the big waves. I do too, which is why I'm here. Yeah. Now I was beating myself up about coming. I know. I was, but, I was, um, I didn't sleep either. Cause I was worried. I didn't like I the mean, way it sounded. You know, I beat myself up about coming, but you know, I, I was like, just go. So and I'm how here. do you feel now having done it, having come? Um, I feel great. You do? I feel great. Yeah. No, I don't feel any kind of way. I feel great. Um, you know, just like you, you've gotten things that, you know, don't, you can't work with Nene. You know, I've got text messages. Nobody likes Bethany, you know, don't. So I, I, I'm human like you. So I started feeling some kind of way. Like, should I come to her show? Should I not? I mean, what the hell has she done? Oh, you, you and your own wanted to come, but then people were getting in your head and saying things and you were changing your own gut opinion. Yeah. I mean, you told me your spiritual advisor said something said to, to come. And that you and I were going to be very powerful together. And uh, here I am. And we almost dressed as twins. <laughs> hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. 
Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.